I'll stand by passengers, see me at the podium, your seat is empty. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to the Non-Rev Lounge. I'm Monique. I'm Laura. And I'm Tyler. We're back. We're back. Do you want to tell about your story? You just, I don't know the story you just said. I have a story about dumb pilots. Oh, I just had <laughs> I had the flight from... Or is that just like in general? No, well, it was specifically one pilot, but it was... We I just had the flight from hell the other day, and I even had nightmares about it. Also, We'd already started boarding, and they say, stop. There's an FAA tower issue. No oh. planes are taking off right now. So we're like, okay, crap. So we bring everyone off because we don't know how long this is going to take. So we're just starting to get questions about connections. Am I going to make my connection? Am I not going to make a connection? Da, da, da. So frustrating. Yeah, because we don't know. We don't know. Should we be rebooking them? Should we not? Depends on maybe they could still make their connections. And then uh, we get the go-ahead. So we're pumped. We're like, yeah, we can board again. We're These people are probably going to make their connections. But now the pilot's ticked because he's getting close to his out time. Oh. Anyway, so he and we all knew like he's not going to take it. He gets down there, and we're all watching it because he has about five minutes till wheels have to be up, and door shut. They're ready pulling the jet bridge back, and he calls. He goes, "I need more fuel." What so to, to push the to fuel? You have to open the door back up. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. So, so they have to pull the jet bridge back up, and then as soon as she walks on, he just goes, "I timed out." Oh my gosh! So. And that's what we get. Okay, then he can make an announcement. He needs to tell all those yeah. people on board why they're not going. Be- You're right. Wow. Yeah. I was like, sometimes so they're assisting. Yeah. It's been a hard couple of weeks. Uh, in Phoenix, we said uh, last week it's been hot, but it hasn't been. I mean, we had a few little monsoons, or, but I think the whole East Coast has been getting hit. And the, the, it's been just a, a, a rough couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. You see it upstairs. I, I see the delays on the board, but they don't really affect me downstairs too much. But I, I can see that it's yeah because those EPs though they they know that they the minute they're delayed they they're off to another flight. So I was sitting in a club in San Diego last Saturday, and I was a guy sat next to me with his wife, and he was high up, like he had his own line with the airline. He would call oh. and have a direct talk, and he kept calling like over and over, and he was watching the flights. He was watching the inbounds. And there was a flight that was supposed to come and get him and they go back. And it was delayed. And I could hear him over here. I was editing our podcast and kind of listening to his. And he goes, he was asking the person, like, where is the plane? Is it delayed? I'm thinking, I wonder if Monique knew any of that when you were at reservations. Reservations, I I wouldn't have had much of a clue probably on that. But he was talking and he goes, I know they put the best people in this because he was like the key level, like he was oh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he had his own direct line in. He would constantly call. He kept having to switch flights. Like he would say, do it. And they would do it. But yeah, we, yeah, it, we will hold planes for them. Even if CKs. it was, yeah. even if it was like a little bit delayed, he was like, okay, put me on this one. And he ended up getting out, which I didn't, I had to go hop on Southwest, which was fine, but it was interesting sitting by him and like, he was, he knew what he was doing, but I also, I was like, he was kind of annoying to the, on the phone to the person, but 
You mean speaking not nicely? Not, yeah, just kind of condescending, but he he knew what he needed. And he got it. I once got uh, one of the Jonas Brothers assistants calling in because she didn't know the actual number for that line. Oh. and But it popped up as, and I was like, oh, well, this <laughs> oh. call's not for me. <laughs> Let me <get> transferred. <laughs> yeah, they're not supposed to ever hold. That's like one of their things. Their benefits is they never should have to hold, oh, be on hold for someone. Yeah. yeah, they were calling and someone was answering immediately. Yeah. And he just kept calling over. He's like, I'll call back in five minutes. Like, they knew he was going to be... <laughs> That would have been so annoying. But yeah, he kept calling. In that like, like hour and a half I sat there next to him, he, he just kept They're like, calling. Roger, we, we'll just do it for you. Just watch your app. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I want to talk about that was kind of recent, but now the, the lawyer's finally back in town so we can record because we've been, is skip lag. God, talk about skip lagging. First of all, I think we need to tell our audience what skip lagging is. Do you want to explain it? Explain it. You yeah, can, you're the gate agent. So, skip lag is when you buy a ticket because it's cheaper that has, so let's say you're going from Phoenix to Salt Lake, but it's cheaper if the ticket actually goes Salt Lake and then to Portland. But your intention is only to take it to Salt Lake. Yeah. So, the ticket is actually Phoenix to Portland. Yes. But you, but it, it has a layover and that's your actual intended destination, but it's cheaper. The ticket is cheaper to go. Yeah. All, all the all way. way through. There was one that was uh, this family on standby had commented because the lady was upset because she she booked it from like L.A. to New York to Buffalo because that was cheaper than just going to New York. And she didn't check a bag because she knew that if you check a bag, because you can only do it one way. But because the flight was full, they checked her bag like they forced her to gauge it. <laughs> so now she's in New York with no clothes. And they're like, and family on standby was like, well, it's kind of what you get. Like, but she was, was so upset. She's trying to do that. But uh, so that was one thing. And then there was another story. I think it was in Charlotte. They said some gate agents detained a teenage kid. Yeah, he was trying 17. to do it. And so that he had to buy a full fare ticket. And the dad is pretty upset. We are. No, if we are told that is their intention, we're supposed to reprice their ticket out as just that lake. Point to point. Yeah. Yeah. So if you let us know you're doing that, even there's a, a quick step in ours that if at the end of a flight, if there's people that didn't show up for it and they don't have any bags and it looks like they're a skip lag, I will flag it and send it to our like corporate security. So they get flagged. They get not, not as always, but it's such a neat, like if people know how to do it, it's easy to flag them. So I'm flagging them constantly. If you've got a local address here, like, do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah, you're yeah, coming through come here to and, and you're like, oh, you have a Tempe address, but yet you're supposed to be going to Vegas. Like, you're not going to Vegas. You're staying here. You just come home, yeah. So, flag that. Uh-uh. I didn't realize it was so prevalent that so many people were doing it. There's certain cities that are more. Vegas is a big one to have them. Um, for because a while, it's usually, there was- there's so many low-cost carriers, they have to drive the prices to compete with that. So they have cheaper fares, right? Is that what you mean? Like cheaper fares to Vegas, but they're not going to Vegas. Well, and we would see them sometimes, the dummies would buy them to <laughs> Canada and then we would have to ask for their passports and then they wouldn't have passports. Because they the, were never going to Canada. Yeah, they were never going to Canada. And they would try to be like, oh, well, I'm picking it up. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, that's you're not, not getting your on. Yeah. Or then you'd be like, okay, well, we have to check your bag. And they'd be like, I can't check my bag. And you're like, okay, yeah, because you're not going there. Yeah. So. You can go price it out what it would cost to just go to Charlotte or whatever. So what what that dad was so upset about with his son is is it's a policy. It's not like the law. That's what he's upset about because it's our policy. It's not a law. 
He says, technically, I can do it. But no, you can't because it's our policy. Yeah, it's in the written. So I I did it once, but it was before. Because Skipag is an actual website. You can go on it. Yes. It was before this was ever a thing. Do you remember when Southwest had like $35 tickets? Yeah. And I was going to Indianapolis. And so we went Salt Lake to Midway, Chicago. And then it's supposed to be on to Columbus. Either way, we were going to go to Indy. We had to rent a car. This was so we could either rent a car in Midway or we could keep it going. And so I, I did it. This is 15 years ago. But now that I work with the airline, and the, as this has kind of been coming up again, I, I was thinking recently, this is something that as a non-rev, you'd be like, you should be okay with it because it's going to mean open seats later on. But at, at working for the airline, it drives me crazy because they're stealing money from the airline. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's I, theft. I understand why they do it because it's, you can, but it, you have to realize that every seat on that plane is, is not the same value. Because if, if you're going somewhere, if you are going somewhere else, like they, ha- they have to match those prices. So I kind of want your, you guys' opinions on that. Cause I, I know, yeah, it drives me crazy. And there's times when I'll be working downstairs and someone will be asking for bags back and, they're like, oh, we just don't want to fly that. And then it's like, no, send them on. There was one that was uh, like, she had a baby, so she had a stroller and car seat. And I wanted to be like, I send them back up. But it's like, no, find out. Like, these people are just taking money from the airlines, taking money from us. Yeah, it's it's fraud. But as a gate agent, it is a pain in the butt. Because at the end, when I have four or five people who don't show up, I possibly have to go on the aircraft look to see if those seats are open. It just takes that much time to then know if I can fill them with non-revs or standbys or, do you know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. it takes an extra step for us that is time that can be very valuable. Yeah. So I don't, that's why I flag them. I don't have any problem flagging them. I, I don't know the whole story. I They should have never detained someone. I don't know. Detain seems like yeah, we don't actually have right to detain. And a they young probably man. denied him boarding and so he was stuck. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what the, the came out as detained. I'm like, well, that'd be against the law to yeah. hold someone without their will. But I, my guess is, yeah, he, they, he was just upset. So it was like, they didn't let me. But it came out as they detained him. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem right. But I know like Doug and Drew talked about on their show. And, and both of them are like, I don't think it's a big deal. And I was like, I think our airline takes it pretty serious. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people they catch, but. Especially though, especially if you're dumb enough to put like your your flyer number on it. Yeah, I think frequent flyers probably definitely get flagged more. Yeah, because like, they're it, like you, they can track see, it, Yeah, but uh, and some of those are like, yeah, we've been doing this for years, and it's like, and it has to be like I said, I I did it on the Southwest, and I ended up showing up in Columbus. Since I didn't fly that route in Idaho, so you would just be canceled, right? If you didn't fly yeah. one of the legs, because yeah. I didn't even know it was a big deal. So now I wouldn't do it, but. All right, let's get back to Lara. I yes. want to hear about Amazon and how they do three-day package delivery. Is that what you're talking oh, about? What? Oh, wrong kind of Amazon. Oh. But it used to be two-day before COVID, and then they've got relaxed. Now they're really. There's no one competing with them. But first, I went, but first I went to Machu Picchu. Oh, so what's like that? We, we, so we were in Cusco, and the first night we were in Cusco, we went out on the patio, and we looked at the stars for the Southern Cross. It oh. Was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like the stars are different down there, right? The stars are different. Yeah. So we found the Southern Cross, and that was like. So then Dave started playing that music, Crosby, Seals, and Ash, the Southern Cross song. Are you going to sing it to us all now? No. Okay. But well, yes. Okay, Captain Pete. Captain Pete. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
So we leave all of our luggage in Cusco at the hotel, not in the room, but like they stored it for us and you just take an overnight bag oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Machu Picchu. You were complaining about that. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to get enough stuff in one suitcase. Remember? Yeah. That's one thing you talked about. Yeah. And I told, because I said to Monique, I go, can you believe it? They want suitcases and, they, <laughs> and I'm a flight attendant. I mean, Because you do threes for one yes. night. Yeah. But the good thing is you're so tiny, your clothes are probably tiny. It's like, ah, uh, I just... Barbie size. And I just took the swishy pants and the long sleeves because I don't want to get any mosquitoes. Perfect. So you're already up in the elevation. Uh, we're at 11,000 in Cusco, but Machu Picchu is only eight. Oh, so you're going down. So it's kind of nice. Okay. We took a bus. We took the bus for like a couple hours, and then we took a train right into Agua Calientes, which is a, like the little city. And hot we waters. And yes, hot water. And it's the gateway to Machu Picchu. It's beautiful views. The city is really nice in there. And we stayed at a hotel called El Mapi. And the next morning, you get up really early, and the local guide met us at the hotel, and we all took a bus. And it was funny because I knew that they, they have to see your passports to get into Machu Picchu. Oh. Yeah, you have to have your passport. Because you got it stamped. Uh-huh. And it, well, why? I don't understand. But you used to be Machu Picchu would stamp it. So then they stopped stamping. And But when they give you a piece of paper for the bus ride uh-huh. and your tickets are on there. And so then they stamped the ticket with the Machu Picchu stamp. So when he, Dave and I, for some reason, we were always last in line. So everybody's in front of me. And I was telling everybody, you know, that they, there's a stamp. They all run on the bus to get the best seats. Dave and I are last, and the guy stamps paper, and I look at him, and I open up my page, my right next to my Egypt yeah. visa, and I said, will you stamp it here, too? And he goes, he looks around, and he goes, shh, and stamps it. Aww. And they stamp Dave's, too. So we had stamps. I love that, because you said you got one at the waterfalls, too, right? Yes. See, I just think it's cool. like Argentina the, one. But, like, the memory, like... Yeah, I feel like you don't get stamps in your passport as much anymore. So no, you don't. That's cool. So that wasn't standard practice. No, it wasn't standard. Okay, I was like, it used it's to not be standard. Country, so why would you? Yeah, but not any longer. Okay. It was so, the shimmy she did that got it. Yeah, we take the bus up, and that's kind of a harrowing trip. We get at the top, and it's really kind of rainy up there. It's not raining on us, but there's it looks rainy and overcast, and we start walking. Now, the day before we had gone to the Sun Temple in Chinchero, we were supposed to go to the Pisca Market, but because of the demonstrations, the president thing, they had actually shut down the road. Oh. The, the protesters had shut down the road. So we went a different way. We went to Chinchero and we went to the Sun Temple and that walking straight up, it was, I wanted to die. Oh no. But some people that were with us really struggled with that. And so then we get to Machu Picchu and I'm thinking, oh, how are they going to do Machu Picchu? But Machu Picchu was actually easier than the Sun Temple. Oh, good. So I was like, oh. And, you know, we'd walk up a little bit and wait for everyone and everybody so Dave would catch your breath. Uh huh. Dave made it. There was a, a nice uh, girl on there. We were giving her chocolate covered espresso beans because that's supposed to help with the asthma. Oh, interesting. Uh huh. And so, we make it up and it's beautiful, you know, and that it's really cloudy. And then all of a sudden the clouds parted and there is that iconic yeah. Machu Picchu. I made sure Drew had his picture, you know, when he went. And we spent all day with our guide there. Well, four hours with our guide going over different things. Cause you can't, you can't pee up there. Oh, you can no. only pee down in the visitor center and they charge you two soles. How much is that? it's probably, well, three soles is a dollar. Okay. I think. So. Do they give you TP? Yes. Okay, that's nice. And you don't get TP if you don't pay. <laughs> Did you know that's that before so you would not drink a lot before? Yeah, he told us. Because you're probably having a couple of beers every bus ride, right? Well, I didn't have any beers because I, I thought it was going to okay. be hard to climb Machu Picchu. So the day before, I had everybody else was drinking beers and stuff. I said, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to climb Machu Picchu. Yeah. And it turned out Sun Temple was worse. 
But that was good for everybody else. My family, they wouldn't last four hours without the bathroom. Oh, we got a couple of beers. <laughs> no, but it's so it was kind of, you know, you're climbing, so you're hot. So you don't really have that much pee because you, your body needs it. We just wear pens. <laughs> that works too. And then you go, we went Pence. up one way and down another. So it was kind of neat. You got to see everything. And so the Southern Cross it has, it's three things. It's the condor for the heaven. Heaven is they signified by a condor, the, 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 the bird. Okay. And then earth is signified by the puma, you know, not the tennis shoe, but the actual animal. <laughs> and then the last one is a surf, serpent, you know, a snake for oh. the underworld. Hmm. So, sense. but they have a temple of the condor and the, these rocks are shaped just like a condor and they, they even have a beak and eyes. Cool. It's crazy. It's crazy. And just think thousand people lived there. How long ago? Yeah. How long ago? Nine years, millions of years. So the Spanish snuck in on them and they all ran away. Oh. So the Span when Spain took over Peru. When it got some questions before, so I wanted you to explain that. You thought it was Machu Picchu was closed, which I wasn't sure. I kinda of heard of that rumor. Just so what it's Yeah, I thought it was closed early in the year. It was because that's what I thought you weren't supposed to be able to walk around it, but you guys did. Yeah. Well they it, so it was closed at the beginning of the year and then we I wasn't even gonna do the trip if I couldn't go to Machu Picchu. And then they opened it about in May they opened it. Okay. So then they usually have 12,000 visitors a day, but now they're only allowing 4,000. I think that's good. Yeah. Let's preserve it. And you have to have, they have, it's not in a regulation yet, but they're working on it. You have to have a guide. But the guide told us so much and he had pictures of what it looked like before when people were living there. Was, oh, really? Yeah. That'd I be cool to see. Yeah. I can't imagine doing it without a guide. So I know you, you do the tour. Do, do you know? Do you have to book tickets or can you book ahead? Do you know any of that? You have to book your tickets to Machu Picchu ahead and you have to know which tickets you're looking for because they sell crappy tickets. They'll take you to the terraces and you don't get to see all the stuff that we saw, like oh. the funeral rock and the. there's also another sun temple in there and uh, the condor, the temple of the condor. They're just stuck up, up on the terraces where they farmed. There's some wild llamas up there. That was kind of cool. Like crazy or just like out in the wild? Out in the wild. They walk okay. over and they beg the llamas. But um, yeah, okay. so you have to get your tickets before and you have to know what kind of tickets you're getting. And I guess they're really expensive. Someone told me. But was it like as breathtaking and as credible as yes. the pictures look? Worth every dollar. It was It was incredible. And guess who was there the day after me? James Athwith. Athwith from Global. Well, he was doing the same tour. Just like he, was, he must have been. I was so bummed I missed him. Dave goes, I think he was there the same day we were. But then when I saw his pictures, he was up on the terraces. So even if we were on the mountain at the same time, I wouldn't have seen him. So he bought the bad package. Well, he didn't know. Oh, he didn't know. You have to get a, a guide. He's trying to save money now. Yeah. Now that he's <laughs> airlines are expensive. <laughs> to go to um, Machu Picchu, it's best to go to Cusco and spend two days in Cusco to acclimate to the high altitude and then go to Machu Picchu from Cusco. It seems like that everybody does that. Did you know how close... Machu Picchu was in Lima? No. That's, I had no idea either. That's why. It's out. not very close at all. Yeah, I assume they were like close. I just see like. No, well, because I think when Shumway went, I feel like I remember her saying something about, yeah, like having to travel over to somewhere. Okay. To it's, to Peru it. is long. Oh, it's, is it? It's a long country and it's all on the side on the water, which is kind of nice. So then we flew, of course, back to Lima again. And then the next day we flew to Iquitos City, which is right by the Amazon rainforest. That's the city that the airport is in iquitos okay and we had a ramp stand which was kind of fun that's cool yeah that, once again the flight tents on the tom were amazing 
we had a local guide. His name was Orlando. And uh, he took us to his city office where you had to go like three flights of wooden stairs down to the water to get on a boat to take you to where our resort was, which is our resort was called Explorarama. It was for, it's for visitors, for tourists like us. Then Explorarama has another lodge way deep in the Amazon forest for students that are learning about, they want to do studies of the rainforest. So we went to the Explorarama. We had, it was an hour boat ride. You guys had to take your bags down. Yes. He, no, they had people do that. See, this is part of the group tour. They have, that's included in it, the porterage. You don't even tip them. Oh. So they took them all those three flights down and then we got in the boat and an hour later we're docking at, in the Amazon rainforest. So and it was cool. really overcast and we got to this lodge and that's the only place they have Wi-Fi and it's kind of spotty. They said, we ate lunch and then they said, we're going to leave at three for a, they want to take us fishing. So we went down the slide at the pool and thank goodness we went to the pool that break because we didn't get a chance. Boat, they took us out on the boat and we're out on the boat and we're forever, like 20, 30 minutes, all of a sudden, huge rainstorm, like pelting rain, you can't even lift your head. So we all had these ugly plastic ponchos on and it's hitting and it's, I'm wearing a, a sundress and it's pooling in the plastic oh, poncho no. on my sundress. And, but they, it was raining so bad. And we were, then you get cold because you're soaking wet and oh. you're miserable. And the rain just, I don't know how the driver drove in that because it was an open boat. It wasn't no roof. No, it was a roof going over to the lodge, but this, this one was just an open boat. It was, I don't know how he did it. Then we went down a little tributary and to this little, and all of a sudden it stopped raining. This rainforest. Yeah. And we, they had sticks with, hooks on them and we all went fishing and dave caught like two or three piranha oh really they're little they were little but and then we ate everybody caught at least one some were piranha i had like a little sunfish but he popped off my hook and so i reached down at the bottom of the the boat to pick him up and he just kept flopping everywhere and i couldn't and he lost an eye when he just kept flying and so then i thought then i got really super sad so i threw him back in the water and everybody goes so swimming around with yeah. one eye. <laughs> and everybody goes, Laura, here's some more meat. Cause we were putting meat on the hooks. I go, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. This guy lost his eye. I can't do it. <laughs> but this lodge was the main lodge. And then everybody had a little tiny bungalow and it was, they had air, air conditioning, a little portable one in the window. It, it was nice, but it was, it was definitely rustic. So it was kind of cool walking and the little butterflies would go over you and you see there were a lot of caterpillars and lots of lizards, frogs everywhere. Did you feel like you were at Rainforest Cafe? Yes. <laughs> cool. Yes. And that night we they took us out on a walk and we found we found uh, alligators. Did you really? The water. Just their eyes. You could see their eyes. Did you see any anacondas? We saw a snake, but it wasn't anaconda. But I don't like snakes. There was a the next day after that, it was so this lodge it had three generators for electricity. Otherwise there would be no electricity. Because they're in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, crazy. It was so weird. And you can't drink the water. They had really good food though. And when he took us on that night hike, we saw fireflies and frogs and big termite nests. What did you guys eat there? Was it fish? Oh, we yeah, you, uh, choice of fish or chicken. Okay. Or fish or roast beef. Was there fruit fresh out there? Or so, no? fresh. so fresh. And we had pina coladas. Ooh. Like pina, yeah, it was they had fresh pineapple there. Mm. And avocados are everywhere there. I love avocados. The next morning, we all had avocado bre- uh, toast for breakfast. So good. How long were you at that lodge? How many nights? Three days and two nights. Okay. Not. I wish we had another one. 
Did you have to wear long sleeves? You said the mosquitoes All were the real time. bad. Mosquitoes there. are really bad there at the lodge at night. At night, they come out. And, you know, Dave, they seem to really love Dave. They don't like Drew and I, but they love Dave and my daughter, Erin. Did you guys have the mosquito nets in your bedrooms? Not, not in, we didn't need them in the bungalow. Okay. But we had tons of DEET that we sprayed down with. And we all wore long sleeves and shorts. Some people wore shorts. And then this one girl, our friend from Chile, she's 33 bug bites on her leg. I'm like, (gasps) why would you do that? You know, it's going to have malaria. But she was so hot. She goes, I can't do it. I have to wear shorts. She I didn't can, have swishy pants. She shouldn't swishy pants. So then the next day we were all excited because we were doing our canopy walk. Yeah, those were crazy. It was crazy. We had to take a boat to an, this little city called Indiana. Isn't that weird? And we walked through Indiana. Indiana Jones. It was like that. And yeah. Virginia. You know, all those names down there. Isn't that weird? It was weird. And so we walked through Indiana and I, my cousin and I walked first and she has white blonde hair. You know, my hair looks like ramen. And as we were walking, I didn't see anything, but we got to these tuk-tuks. That's how they get around everywhere in Iquitos and stuff. And it's like a motorcycle with a little canopy thing in the back that you sit in. Oh, cute. It's kind of like India. Have you seen those tuk-tuks in India? And the guy drives it. So we all got in these tuk-tuks and we went another 30 minutes. So you a boat there and then tuk-tuks for 30 minutes and then we got on another <laughs> boat because it's a different river it's the napo river oh my gosh and then we went to this other lodge we hiked which was some university of delaware students were in there studying pollen oh there's a stingless bee there in the amazon so they were studying the pollen for that bee oh. is that crazy that is crazy so then we started our walk and it was an hour long from that lodge to the first canopy and we walked through the the forest and I had to laugh because the rainforest because he told us if you're really quiet you know the animals won't leave and you can see monkeys and we saw monkeys and you can see everything these two ladies in the back just could not shut up Ugh, and the they Canadians. were so loud no but the Canadians were just as bad because they were up right up front <laughs> did so, you just keep giving them the eye though oh totally oh we had shut a big thing up. going on Ugh. with them yeah I'd want to see the animals too it's like okay we're here let's, and, yeah let's see them shh you know yeah and one of the the same girl that really had a tough time with Machu Picchu had a really the that walk was really a tough walk because we were going uphill and the humidity and stuff. And Iliko, our local our guide tour guide for all of Peru, he's done Machu Picchu eight hundred and seventy one times. Jeez. And he said he'd do Machu Picchu the Inca Trail way before he would do that walk again because that walk was so hard. Really? That uh huh. And we got to the first canopy and we thought we were just going to go over a little canopy thing, but we had fourteen of them to transverse. So we went over 14. I got some really good pictures. And then we walked an hour back to the lodge. Eight. How high up were they? Oh, take on top of the, the trees. Yes. Yeah, so so like, you look down onto the trees. Oh, that would, I don't, my heights. I don't know. Yeah. The first one, I was scared. But after the first one, you're like, okay, this you is good. steady. Yeah. Okay. And you're only allowed two people at a time on the walkway. And of course, you know who had to be first. Canadians. Uh huh. So Dave and I were last. It was great being last because we had all the time we wanted to take pictures. That's true. That's cool. And video. Were the Canadians overweight? Because that'd be nice. Because you'd feel more safe if they they got across. Yeah. No, they weren't. They <laughs> were <laughs> fine. You're like, oh, if he can make it, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> <sighs> well, this is how they were. Okay. So that night, Iliko, our proving guide, he pulled down the guitar and he was singing or he was playing. And then I looked at him and I knew what he was playing and it was Pink Floyd song. So I started singing with it. I go, so, so you think you can tell heaven from hell. And so then everybody stood around and, and, and Dave and I were singing that song with the, the cool. and she had to interrupt. She goes, do you know how to play this? Do you know how to play that? Why we're all well, singing? 
She yeah. had to, yes, because she has to be the center of attention. That's another yeah. bad thing about group tour. So there you go. Anyway, we had a really great time and we had to take another boat. And we went to this village with yakis and there's no electricity, no running water. They just eat off the, they're way off the grid. So while we were going really fast in the Amazon, we're going really fast. All of a sudden, in the middle of the river, we stop and there's smoke coming out of our engine. Oh, no. And we all fly forward because we stopped so abruptly. We hit a sandbar. <gasps> we hit a sandbar. And so we're all sitting there going, what do we do? Yeah. And the, uh, the driver of the boat and the local guide, Orlando, were up there and they were talking in Spanish. And we had two pretty big women on our group tour and they were talking and I saw them just gesticulating towards them and stuff. And I said to Dave, I go, they're asking them to get out of the boat and stand up on the sandbar, which was like two feet deep, stand on the sandbar, and then they can push the boat out further so that the, we can bring the engine back down and get out of the sandbar. Were there piranhas in this water? Exactly. So that the one Orlando kept saying, piranha, piranha. We kept hearing the word piranha. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So our driver of the boat just got out of the water and rolled up his pants and went out there and pushed and pushed and pushed for like 20 minutes and finally got us off the sandbar. Oh my gosh. Sweat pouring out. And I'll tell you something. We gave him 50 soles and I think everyone else gave him more. And we only had 50 soles with us. But Just $2. That's like 35. <laughs> 35, yeah. Did he got everyone to jump at once and push it? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. So then I asked one of the ladies that was sitting up there as an AP science uh, Sp- Spanish teacher. And I asked her about it. She goes, well, not really, but kind of. They were talking about that. Not really, but kind of. I'm like, they can't get in the water. They-. And so while he's pushing the boat for 20 minutes and we're like all freaking out, um, he, he whispers, he goes, psst, psst, psst. And we all look over at him and he points, pink dolphins. <gasps> we saw the elusive pink dolphins. Aww. There was a pod of them right next to us, you know, right on the other side of the sandbar, swimming. And so we got some good pictures of that. Cool. Oh, cool. But he's also distracting you as his legs are getting eaten. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but when he got Don't back in, I, I looked at his legs and I didn't see any blood. Okay. But I think they were really small piranha. So I told the guy, I said, can I put my feet in there? Because, you know, people pay extra to put their feet in a tank of fish and they eat all the dead skin. Can I put my feet in there? And he goes, I wouldn't support that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're different fish that do that. Yeah. So anyway, so that, that was it. That was the biggest part of our whole trip was the canopy, the Iguazu Falls, Machu Picchu. That was the most amazing part. Very cool. That just took so much to get there. And then, the, then at the Yaki village, we learned, we all did the blow, the blow gun. Yeah. <laughs> we did that. And I, the first time I didn't hit it, but the second time I did. Right. And then they had a sloth. You that did, we all got what to did you do? <gasps> yeah. You want to blow what? <laughs> blow dart. Blow dart gun. To each other or like to a No, a, it was a they had oh. a they had a big like a tree and you tried to hit the tree. Okay. Her cousin only has one eye now too. Just yeah, she, she has one eye. Because <laughs> of that. The Rubia. But when we were walking through the market, I, back back to she and I walking through the market with our hair, we walked single file and <laughs> the one of the girls said, Oh my god, the, the villagers couldn't get over your guys' hair. They kept pointing <laughs> at you guys because you have curly hair and she had white blonde hair. Oh, I'm sure. They had yeah. never seen curly hair this curly and they had never seen white blonde hair. That's pretty funny. Well, it's not a tourist destination, so it kind of makes sense. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't see it very often. No. Yeah. Did you talk about the poisonous frogs? They had them all, everywhere, and that's the poison they use for the blow darts. <laughs> Is that the frogs? Yeah, they take the frog, they kill the frog, and there's an orange on his chest, and they open it up, and that's where all the poison is. And so oh. they dip the dart into 
the orange on the poisonous frog's chest. And it then they shoot monkeys, you know, because they're going to eat a monkey. And they said to two to three minutes, then that monkey's down. Wow. That's from a little teeny tiny frog. Wow. You know, the size, maybe a little bit larger than, a, like a half dollar, the size of a half dollar. So were you nervous that there was frogs around that we're going to get? No. I don't think I was nervous at all. I was more nervous about the mosquitoes and malaria. Oh, because were the sloths teacup size or were those babies? That was a, it was a adolescent, the one we held. Okay. That's, and she I, was two-toed. I had a discussion with Tani about that. She said, I think they're babies. I said, I think they're like miniature or teacup. Yeah. So. She was an adolescent. She was uh, orphaned. Aww. And so. Were they so the cute? Tr- oh, she, she was. You saw the picture, right? Yeah. Because you were kind of like cuddling up when I was like, oh, Dave's smaller than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute because she wrapped her little legs around my Aww. waist and then she was tight. Hmm. It was just cute. Like I didn't you really were a tree that she just holds on to? That's, like I was a tree. Uh-huh. Also, I've seen them in trees. Like they hang up and. Do they really move that slow? Oh, so slow. Oh, so cute. Yeah. And she's just like looking around at everybody. She's cute. And the little kid that takes care of it, that one of the little village children, he was not that, that happy about all of us holding his sloth. He oh, just stood really? there on the side with a little frown on his face. And then when we were finished holding the sloth, he got the sloth back and he ran off with the sloth hanging on him. Oh. You wanted to bring the sloth home? I did. Oh, you would have made him so sad. Oh, I know. I would have made the kid sad. But that sloth was so cute. And they just eat fruit and green green leaves. Oh. oh. We should have more sloths as pets. I know. So that was the highlight. There you go. Amazon rainforest. You know, when, when, I ca- when I got off this trip, I thought, you know, last year I did Egypt and I loved Egypt. And I said, everybody needs to go to Egypt. Now I'm saying everybody needs to see Latin America. Yeah. Different things you've talked about make me want to go back down to Chile. Yeah. Well, and the guy that discovered Machu Picchu, because, you know, it was just discovered like in 1911. Really? Yes. Yeah, very recent. And his name is Hiram Bigham and he's a Yale. He was a Yale professor and he, w- he knew it was out there. He was looking for the lost Inca city. And so a native, a little boy who was 11 years old, took him up there and showed him Machu Picchu. Oh, no. And our guide said, and he claims he didn't find any gold or silver, he said, in our temples. He didn't find any gold or silver. However, upon further explanation as we were renovating Machu Picchu, they found an additional temple that had been undiscovered over on the side. And guess what was in that temple? Uh. Tons of silver and gold. So you know Hiram Bigham found silver and gold and just kept it. What a douche. It sounds like a movie. And it was American. He's an American. It's, 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 I kind of thought maybe American. a Britain, a British guy, because you know how Britain went in there and took everything from Egypt and Greece. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought maybe, but anyway, they stole it. Jeez. All that, yeah, it kind of made me mad. Quite the trip. I know. Now I think everybody needs to do it. Yeah. So, with our airline, when we have a, a passing in the family, our your airline will, our, will put you up for will fly you for free. Yes. Did you think confirmed. about that? Confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. And they'll put you in first class if it's available. Yes. Did you think about doing that? No, no, we didn't think about doing that. Because we saw Tiffany. We thought about you doing that. It was that. one of our <laughs> first thoughts. <laughs> like, oh, that would have been a good we thought. We were so sad for you, but we were like, but when they come back, they could come back in style. We could. Possible. I mean, Possible. Yeah, if it's yeah. available. Yeah. But you, we also thought maybe you could save money if you didn't use your paid tickets. We thought maybe you could use that credit or something. I didn't think about that. We didn't even think that way. When people die in our family, we're like, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we, yeah. we also thought that you're probably going to need some bereavement days this next month. Going and up I'm on, on reserve. reserve. Yes, we said, well, that's not terrible. Yeah, yeah we're going to try to do something for him next month. And they had a little ceremony for him while he was still alive. The VA did because he's a veteran from the Korean War. And they came in, presented him with a pin and stuff. I thought Aww. that was nice. Yeah. He'll get the 
the salute thing then. Uh-huh. That's cool. They did that at our grandpa's. Yeah. That's nice. Well, sure sounds good work. I'm excited to see your pictures. Yeah. 11 flights, seven boat rides, and 14 canopy walks. And how many mean flight attendants? Well, none. Oh, none. So nice. <laughs> none. We even, coming back on what you. What are the chances? I know. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, that. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And Peru is super clean. Every, they pick up their own trash and they pick up trash. It's not, it may be old like and look like Mexico when you're driving with like half finished buildings and stuff like that, but you'll, you won't find any trash. Well, then you, you didn't talk recording about the dogs. You talked about the dogs before oh, yeah. recording. What was that about? There's dogs everywhere. In where? Uh, more are- so Cusco, but everywhere in Peru, because according to my passport health thing, they said Peru is overrun with dogs. And don't pet the dogs. Don't pet them. Don't feed yeah. them. Don't do. Gross. And you know what? They don't come up to you. So they already know. They don't come up to you. They don't beg. Like when you're eating food and you're walking down the street, they don't come over and beg. Hmm. They just kind of ignore you. And they, they're they rough looking. Yeah. they. Ugh. At least the Chilean ones were. And this is gross. But sometimes they're poop. You're like, what are you eating? Because that's. Trash. Yeah. It's so gross. But they're not like me. Like you hear what dogs will bite people and have to put it down. So they're not like. Oh, no. Aggressive? I, no, we didn't find one aggressive dog. Oh. Isn't that funny? You're lucky. Yeah. Well, when we were driving in the one time in the bus, there's all these women standing out in front of like little stores, stands, and they had yellow flags. They had like yellow garbage bags to on a piece of stick, on a stick, and they were waving at them at our bus. I'm like, shouldn't we stop? I mean, they're waving for us. And they're like, no, they're just trying to tell us that they have fresh bread. So if we want oh. some fresh bread, we can Ooh. stop. I was so sad we didn't stop. Said, so, yeah, we should stop then. <laughs> yeah, every, every it was funny how they'd all come running out and wave their yellow flags. Yeah, because it's, it's midget, like Chilean bread, so good. So I bet Peruvian bread it was so good. good. I ate bread all day long. It's not like you ate well because you had really meat well. and Argentina and good bread. Uh huh. Fresh fruit. Fresh fruit everywhere. Guinea pig. I liked the guinea pig. It was good. How was the alpaca? It was just like a steak. Okay. Yeah, it was just like steak. Healthy steak. Uh-huh. Wee, 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 wee. I'm getting hungry. All right, so we are about one month from Dorkfest coming up. Are you coming, Monique? Still working on it? I'm hoping to maybe get over for... For the day. For, the for day. Saturday? Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just between two of my kids' birthdays. Yeah. So it's... Oh, that's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you're coming, let us know. I mean, we don't have any planned activities, but yeah, I'm planning on being there for some port of. I'm not sure, probably Saturday, maybe Friday too, because ours lines up with another trip. And you're going to be there. I'm coming in Thursday, because DJ Spotter and I are going to take the train from LAX down to San Diego, maybe have lunch down there, and then take it back. Fun. With his new wife. So, oh, so she coming out? Yeah, she's coming too. Oh, fun. Her I name's get, Jasmine. Yeah. I've only seen pictures. I haven't met her. She has, yeah. Yeah, cool. Since you are going to be representing yes, I will, airline, but, do you have to know about the airline? I know a lot about the airline. Oh, you do? Okay. I, yeah. I, don't know, I mean, I don't know that much about it. I think it's so... I, I don't know if they're going to give you... Because if you're representing, people are going to ask you questions. Yeah. I'll have to get a packet from them. Perfect. We've been talking. Oh, good. I'm sure it's not with James. I'm sure it's with someone else. Some minion. Ugh. Trying to sell you bitcoins. <laughs> well, if he needs our shirt sizes and stuff. Oh, I will. Okay, good. I'll take care of us first. But I'll also be 
Lounge. 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 I saw that they had model airplanes too that look pretty cool. Oh, they do have model like 380s, yeah. Oh, I'll ask him if he'll donate one for the raffle. Um, oh, wait. Oh, for Tyler. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Maybe okay. two. Maybe. Okay, maybe two. Can you donate two for the raffle? Wink, wink. Okay, well, thanks for uh, listening this week. Reach out to us if you have any questions. Stuff. Um, if you have any different opinions on skip lag let us know and also looking for and if you have any good places or ideas destinations to go to for those two months reach out and let us know so we can uh, we'll talk about it and put those in there I'll include that in there in an upcoming show but uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week stay safe bye don't get malaria <laughs> good advice <laughs> This has been Non-Rev Lounge. This episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler, which is the number one app to get your non-rev loads. It is used by over 600,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash non-rev lounge. And they had some weird flight attendants that was on the dressed up in this weird thing. And she, like an old Indian princess... But she was shaking, it had horns and teeth. It was kind of scary. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. She was scaring Dave. Yeah, poor Dave. <laughs> I just soothed him later that night. He was so sad, scared from that. But That's she, what he said. <laughs> yeah. She grabbed a um, girl in our group, Lori. He, she grabbed Lori's hands and was dancing with her. And when Lori would sit down, everybody yelled, Lori, check your rings. <laughs> oh, that's good. So we start boarding again. And then all of a sudden we get a call that says, Captain says, stop boarding. There's a smell in the back and i guess there was a smell in the back and then once people got off the first time they said they didn't smell it anymore it's like when laura got off the plane it got better well sorry well (laughs) and there are some passengers that do have smells and so i thought well maybe it was just one of them like it's not a big deal the canadians did well yes they did just drive me crazy (laughs) sorry this canadian couple on the and they had to, they had to be first on every single thing and they wouldn't sit together. They each wanted a window. So they took up a whole <laughs> row, both of them. And then one time I got stuck sitting in between them because they each had to have a window. So I got in the middle and they talked back and forth over me. Oh, come on. Yeah, oh, that's rude. They were really annoying. I'm sure it was just because they are, not because they're Canadian. What well, have you can listen to yourself?